party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by Ollie Jeffrey for a playthrough of his new game, Quietus, currently on Kickstarter, fully funded, blowing through stretch goals. You should check it out. It's very, very cool. This week on the show, I am joined by Ollie Jeffrey for a playthrough of his new game, Quietus, which is currently on Kickstarter, fully funded, blowing through stretch goals. You should check out the link in the show notes. Help make it happen. A bunch of friends of the show, including Brandon, Leo, and Gambetta, are writing stretch goals. It's very exciting, and I'm very, I'm very pumped for it. Click the link in the show notes for more information. Quietus is a forged-in-the-dark game of melancholy horror. Designed for two to three players, either one player and a GM, or two players and a GM, this tells the story of ordinary people confronted by sometimes supernatural, sometimes perfectly mundane horror, while also dealing with their own painful memories and haunted pasts. It is extremely cool. I super, super dig it. I love it. I was had a really great time playing it, and I hope that you'll back the game and make it a reality. Check the show notes for more information. A few things before we dive in. First, some content warnings. This is a dark episode. This is an intense episode. We lean into the horror in a big way. It is heavy stuff, and that should be noted before you dive in. Some specific content warnings. First and foremost, uh, the persistent theme of the story throughout is violent, toxic masculinity. Know that going in. Also, wealth disparity and some classism is a persistent theme throughout as well. There are some detailed descriptions of violence, specifically stabbing and strangulation. And lastly, the episode is set at a resort with some brief discussion of the sort of problematic political elements of a resort in sort of a tropical climate. Those are your specific content warnings. Know all of those things before you go into the episode. With all that out of the way, we've got a few fun announcements to make before we get into the episode itself. First, if you haven't lately, I recommend checking out partyofonepodcast.com. We just recently, this week, overhauled the entire website with some episodes sorted by tags for sort of easy binge listening, uh, an online and offline press kit. We're working on getting a new audio trailer on the website. We gave it a whole makeover. It looks very cool, and I think you're super going to dig it. Check that out at www.partyofonepodcast.com. And also, a reminder that I will be at the Philadelphia Podcast Festival doing a Party of One live show at Tattooed Moms, my favorite bar in the city of Philadelphia, in a few weeks. That show will be at Saturday, July 20th at 5.30 p.m. at Tattooed Moms in Philadelphia. Stay tuned for a Facebook event with more information as well as an announcement for guest and game, all that kind of stuff. But keep that on your calendar because it's going to be a great time and I hope to see you there. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Ollie Jeffrey. Ollie, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you tell us what we're going to be playing this week, as well as where people can find it and support it online. Okay, we are going to be playing Quietus tonight. It is my one-shot RPG of Melancholy Horror. It is a hack of Blades in the Dark, although it's it's moved fairly far away from that now to kind of strip it down for one-shot play. It's a game that's inspired by very dark and very emotional horror movies like uh, The Strangers or Oculus or even going back into the 70s for kind of Don't Look Now. And it's mm-hmm. going to be coming to Kickstarter this June, which should be uh, around the time this episode goes out. Yes, uh, this ep- uh, you can find a link to the Kickstarter in the show notes. Uh, go and back the game after you listen to the episode, because I think, like, I am a big fan of... I don't like... Uh, well, 
I should say I like two kinds of horror, and I don't. There's there's a there's a gap in between that I don't care for, mm-hmm. which is I like trash. Yep. Where if it's going to be you know violent or aggressive, I just want it to be like midnight grindhouse horror. Absolutely, yeah. And I like you know I like melancholy horror. I really like you know where things are looming, you know looming shadows and mm-hmm. a haunting sense of unease. I think the seventies is a good frame of reference for it, where you just have where it's like. You know, two hours of, is something horrible about to happen? But, like, mm-hmm. it's also just, like, a 20-minute sequence of a family eating dinner. Yes. And I you're just you... like, oh, those people are going to die. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you're going to get a good mix of that tonight. Um, good. Because, Very good. Uh, we the the game alternates between the the in the now horror that's happening to you so something terrible is happening to your character uh, but you can also use flashbacks in order to get extra dice and there where we see some of your characters more quiet tragic past mm-hmm. um, and that's it that's inspired very directly by Oculus and the strangers excellent I love it I'm super excited like I'm super excited this is this is hitting a lot of horror buttons for me that I'm feeling really jazzed about awesome. So, um, why don't we go ahead and dive in? I know there are some sort of questions to set the scene and establish my character. Uh, yeah, so character generation in Quietus is just handled via a few questions. You don't have sort of varying stats. There's some scores mm-hmm. to keep track of, but everyone has the same scores. Uh, so, we'll go through those questions now. So, the first question is, you're somewhere isolated. Where? Tell me about the place. We are, or I am, I'm by myself in uh, the Golden Daiquiri which is a uh, like the bar the poolside bar area of a very tacky very kind of inauthentic faux authentic like resort spa yeah, called okay. the Sirens the Siren Song Resort uh, the Siren Song Resort is this like it is peak you know peak trash resort and uh, we were flown or I was flown here you know, I'm here for what should be an office retreat, but I'm kind of at the moment by myself in sort of the bar area. Kind of, not quite, but kind of quarantined off a little bit. Okay. Uh, the next question, which we've we've semi-answered, but I sense there's some more details there, is why are you in such an isolated place? So, uh, the company that I work for, um, I am an app developer for an investing app called mm-hmm. uh, Gecko, G-E-K-O. Um, it is, I've been, thank you. They were flying the whole company out to this resort for like a weekend retreat getaway type situation. A lot of team building exercises. And like, I flew in a day early because I don't really get along with my coworkers and I didn't want to fly with them. Okay. So I kind of, I wanted a little bit of me time before being around my coworkers for three days. Why is it that you don't get on with your coworkers? I just, I don't know, I I just don't really get them, we don't okay. get along, it's, I don't know, I just, I feel like I, I didn't really come from, like, the tech space, I kind of came in from the sort of financial half of the equation. Oh, uh, okay, so maybe you're a little brash for them? A little brash, and just kind of, everybody kind of hangs out, but I don't feel like I really am invited to hang out with them. Okay, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't really fit in with them, and I don't really fit in... I, I just don't really get them, and they don't okay. really get me, so it, it it's it's rough. So, what is your character's name? Uh, my character's name is Matt Travolo. Matt Travolo. Okay, cool. And what does Matt look like? 
Matt is in his early 40s. Um, he kind of has slicked back, like, salt and pepper hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a little sweaty. He's kind of got, like, he's he's got a tan at this point that is, like, teetering on sunburn. Like, it's kind of waffling back and forth depending on how long he's outside. Yep, okay. Yep. But, yeah, he's, he, he looks, he looks, you know... You wouldn't pick you. You wouldn't pick him out of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's where we get to some of the juicy stuff. Something went wrong yesterday. What was it? So, like I said, I'm kind of here early. So, uh, I was sort of hanging out, and everybody, like all of the staff, got sick, kind of out of nowhere, and it just sort of it. It sort of was one of. It felt like one of those flash bugs where kind of everybody just gets hit, and then. Theoretically, like, you know, eight hours later, everybody should be fine, but it's been the next day, and they kind of were like, hey, we're sorry for the inconvenience, we don't really have anybody to, like, take care of you, so here's some, like, for, so so here's, here's some ready-made meals, and, you know, enjoy this section of open bar, so I'm kind of, like, they kind of just left me on my own in this bar space. Figuring how much can you possibly drink in two days. Yeah. And so, like, but, like, everybody that's sort of supposed to be working here is is out sick, and I've kind of been cordoned off in this little, like, section of the bar and the pool. Oh, so even when your co-workers arrive, they won't be able to come straight in because you potentially have this virus as well. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going to happen when they get here. I know that, I know they're supposed to be flying in today or tomorrow, but, like, I don't know even know if they're going to be cleared to land on the island, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. And uh, there should be somebody else nearby... Sorry, I'm, we're going to have to edit this. Have I asked this question, or is this part of the something went wrong yesterday question? No, 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 I have an answer to this question that is about my co-workers. <laughs> so the next question is, there should be somebody else nearby, but there isn't. Where are they? So, like I said, I flew in before my coworkers, and uh-huh. they are currently the last like I saw. I mean, they didn't tell me because they don't tell me anything. But I saw on Twitter <laughs> that they were at an island airport, like about a two-hour hop skip away. So, like, but they're not on their way. They're at this island about two hours away, and as far as all the staff, your guess is as good as mine. Okay, so you're you're kind of completely on your own in this uh, in this resort hotel. How big a resort hotel is it? Um, it's I not especially large. Like they have me in you know they have like I have one kind of like two bedroom bungalow, mm-hmm. and then kind of access to the pool, and then the bar, which has like maybe a half a dozen tables. An outside dining area, so not especially large. A few buildings and a pool. So it's it's is really the, quite a scuzzy resort hotel then. Yeah, well, and this, this and then there's like the larger hotel that I'm not technically allowed in because that's where they're kind of treating all of the staff at the moment. Okay. So this is kind of my little area that's been for the last like half a day okay, to a great. day. And uh, so that's where all the staff have been whisked off to. They've been whisked off mm-hmm. to the main body of the hotel. Okay, cool. Yeah. And the final question, and depending on how comfortable you're feeling, you can either answer this in character or as yourself, as Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you most afraid of? Uh, the answer to both is kind of the same, and it's it's the water and it's undercurrents. Oh, okay. I am uncomfortable with like rip the idea of riptides and being underwater. 
it, 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 it just, it rises my anxiety. It has always been that way, and I don't really know why. It is an irrational, an irrational fear of water. Okay. And I, I, I get that. Riptides, are, riptides can be terrifying. Um, so you said it's a resort hotel. Are, are we somewhere warm? Are we somewhere near the beach? Yeah, yeah, it's warm. It's like, a, it's somewhere... I, they say it's in the Caribbean, but, like, I can't prove whether or not we're in the Caribbean, but, like, okay. it's kind of, like, warm and sunny, but, like, Caribbean I don't know adjacent. if necessarily, yeah, I don't know if my company would have sprung for, like, for, like, the Caribbean Caribbean, but, like, we're in a warm and sunny place. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay, that's great. Uh, I'm going to ask you something uh, outside of the podcast, which is, mm-hmm. um, how much do you want to play up the virus aspect? That's fine. Go for it. It's all you. It's that's fine by me. Okay, cool. Um, but I just wanted to make sure because I had another idea for who the killer could be, and I just wanted to make sure that that wasn't key to your. No, no, no. I, I, whatever, whatever you want to go with, go with. Okay. I was, I just, I, I, I was thinking about like locations, and I was like, if I was like, like that kind of trashy like resort is mm-hmm. creepy to me on the on like a good day. So yeah, like yeah. being alone in that space just made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the way that Quietus works, the would be the kind of the the first act of the movie and the uh, the introductions to everything that's handled in those those character questions that we've mm-hmm. just done there. So in terms of pacing, we're going to leap straight into what would be kind of the start of the end of the first act, start of the second act. Sure. Cool. So you wake up and you've passed out on one of those kind of lounges nearby, and that that sunburn that was. Uh, sorry, that tan that was threatened to become a sunburn has has fully gone that way now. You, mm-hmm. you kind of wake up and you're immediately stinging. Um, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of bottles nearby you that that you've drained and hence passed out. And because you stopped drinking this afternoon and have just kind of like slept since then, it's it's about maybe like nine o'clock now. So the, the sun is just starting to go down because uh, your company mm-hmm. didn't bring for you to come here during winter. You come here kind of out of season. And yeah, right. And your hangover has hit you whilst you're conscious, which is the worst time for a hangover to hit you. Right. Yeah, um, and it's it's kind of cold because it's it's those those broad open skies. So like a kind of like a desert, it's just boiling hot during the day, and then at night because the same thing, there's no cloud cover, just that that heat just goes straight back up. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wake wake up shivering. Uh, right. What, what do you do? I I put on like I I, I kind of. I definitely didn't dress for this. Like mm-hmm. I don't have any sort of like hoodies or anything. So I'm gonna like poke around the bar area and see if maybe they have either like one of those like gift shop areas where I can get a tacky windbreaker mm-hmm. or like see if maybe they just have like button up dress shirts for the bartending staff something that I can put on to just get out of the cold and and get out of the light because Jesus it's bright okay yeah absolutely um this seems like a good time to do an introduction to rolling because this is going to be a Perfect. fairly fairly low stakes roll to start things yeah. with um when you roll in quietus you uh before you roll the tension of the the roll is decided and that's decided by the gm but we can kind of go back and forth and uh, right. negotiate on it um and the tension kind of it 
is a codification of how screechy and loud the strings are on the imaginary score in our in our movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so we're either going to be at uneasy, tense, or desperate, uh, and we are going to start off with an uneasy roll. Um, whenever you roll in Quietus, you're going to roll six-sided dice. Um, yes, indeed. You can you start off with one dice. Everyone starts off with one dice, and you can add extra dice to it by either getting help from a side character, uh, mm-hmm. or if we were playing this with more people, you get help from the other player character. Sure. Um, or you can introduce an element. If you want to introduce a side character or an element, and an element's anything that you can use to help you, um, probably won't make sense in, in this context. No, I don't think so. Uh, but just for, for context of the rules, um, you will have to tell me what you you invoke a rule which is called revealing a scar. And if you reveal a mm-hmm. scar, you have to tell me a relevant tragic story about your character's past. Cool. Um, but as it is, I think you're just kind of... Uh, I think I'm rolling one dice. Yes, that, that makes sense. So you're searching through for some some clothes or something to, to cover up. Yeah, right. Something I can cover up with. Yeah. And that is a three. That is a three. Okay, so on a six, you would have got exactly what you want. On a four to five, you mm-hmm. would have got a lesser version of what you want. On a one to three, you don't achieve what you want, but hope isn't lost. Uh, the GM takes mm-hmm. a point of dread. Dread is a resource that I can spend. I build it up and then spend it to make bad things happen. Love it. Sometimes bad things will just happen as a result of dice rolls. Sometimes I will just get either because I choose to or because the rules say I will just get dread and then that can spend later on. Uh, You can take a different approach and make another uneasy roll or you can push forward with the current course of action making a tense roll. Um, But let's, let's say what that looks like so far. Uh, so you've made your way into the into the bar area, and we were saying this is a fairly small resort. The the siren mm-hmm. song, so yeah. you can from the bar area you can see all the way out through the foyer and into the the car park that's outside, and the lights are on in the car park, and you know that these are motion detected lights, which means that there's probably. Well, there's something moving out there. It could be, it could be like a, a wild dog. It could be one of the one of your coworkers. Maybe you don't know exactly what time they were meant to be in. Um, yeah, I mean, but there's, there's something out there. I I mean, I I think the second I see the lights, like I I start moving towards it almost a little guilelessly, like because I mean I've been by myself now, you know, like I. I kind of intended this trip to be a little bit of alone time, but, mm-hmm. like, the kind of alone time where you're still kind of around either other resort people or staff, you know, I, I didn't really want it to be kind of locked away by myself. Yes, this is more like solitary than alone time, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm immediately gonna, like, you know, be like, uh, 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 and, like, grab maybe grab, like, a, a bottle of liquor, mm-hmm. like, to... Basic or like a bottle of champagne and be like, like um, oh okay uh, cool um, yeah. great and I'm gonna like fix my hair a little bit and like immediately kind of head outside and look around to see what's what's out there waiting for me. Okay, great. So you grab that bottle of champagne, um, and to just clarify something on elements, if you want to use that bottle of champagne to give you an extra die at any point, so if you want to use it as a weapon or something like that, mm-hmm. then you would need to tell me a sad story about a bottle of champagne somehow. Okay, um, yeah. If you just want to have it, then you just have it, but it doesn't do anything in the mechanics, but you can have it in the fiction. Love it. 
Okay, so you head out and you're trying to find whoever has set off those those motion detected lights, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's have another uneasy roll there. Okay. I might call this tense because of the fact that I'm like so kind of running <laughs> okay. into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And I don't think I'm gonna add anything to it yet. I'm trying to decide if I wanna add a second thing to it. Um on a tense or desperate roll, you can also push yourself. Um, and that, uh, that's another way of getting an extra die. Uh, if you have a look at the character keeper, did I send you the character keeper? Yes, you keeper? did. I did, great. Yes, okay. you did. If you have a look at the character keeper, you'll see you have a score called anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever you push yourself, uh, on a tense or desperate roll, that's going to raise your anxiety by two. Whenever mm-hmm. you, uh, reveal a scar to get an, an element or a side character involved, that's going to raise your anxiety by one. Okay. If your anxiety ever hits 10, you panic. And what that means is uh, you can only make desperate rolls. And that's both a mechanical thing, so you can only ever roll on the the desperate roll kind of difficulty level. Mm -hmm. But also in the fiction, you can only do stuff which would be desperate. You're you're in full flight or fight mode at that point. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with my one dice, I think, for now. Okay. And to make it that tense level, we'll... You can hear the the kind of the water lapping against the lapping against <laughs> the, the beach of the island, which is something you're afraid mm-hmm. of. And you can you can hear something creaking, um, and you're sure that creaking noise wasn't there before. You're not sure what it was. Yeah, and there's probably like just it's probably just wind, like windy, right? Like it's and like you're just seeing the the trees flap a little bit, like. Mm-hmm. It just, it adds a little bit of that discomfort. Yeah, and they are those really, um, they're really thin, insipid looking mm-hmm. palm trees that you've got there. That is a six. That's a six. Okay, cool. So you set out, you achieve what you set out to do. Okay, so you are heading out there very guilelessly with your bottle of champagne, hoping it's someone hot, basically. I'm, that's the vibe basically. I'm getting. That's the vibe I'm getting. Great, okay. And you look down onto the, the beach down below. Uh, which is where the delights would have been triggered from, because they want to watch down there in case of people who are potentially coming to uh, trying to get onto the the island, right? Um, un, un unwanted people who people that they don't want there, because this is one mm-hmm. of those island resorts where you stay in the resort and they try and keep all of the actual people who live there out. All of the people that live on the other yeah. islands aren't welcome, and it's kind of like they're, they're driven off with, with guns, basically. It's it's this very yeah, fun right, right, version right. of the Caribbean that you have where it's basically 100% white people who've paid yeah, to be Yeah, for there. sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, so yes, yeah, so you look down onto the beach, and there is a boat on the beach. Uh, just a little small dinghy. And there is a there's a, a man there, and he is tethering the boat to he's tethering the boat to a little like a little mooring shaft that they've got there, a little mooring pole. And I I immediately I see that, and I I I look back to the hotel, and I think about like should I let that no I it's. They're probably come to let me know about people. I'm just going, hey, hello, welcome, ahoy. I'm going to wave the bottle of sh- of fake champagne at them. He's, You're so friendly. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's very much domestic cheap champagne. It is, it's not actual mm-hmm. champagne. Um, 
the guy down at the beach, you can't really see what he's what he looks like, except for you can see very much he doesn't look like he's dressed for the weather at all. Um, you said you weren't dressed for the weather in that you had underdressed. You know, you were kind of out there in your your, your swim trunks and now you, you were trying to find something to, to cover up in. Mm-hmm. He is the exact opposite. Um, he is wearing what looks like a full suit. Okay, oh, okay, okay. I, I probably from corporate. Um, I'm gonna head down there, and uh, it probably has, and like start heading towards him as I'm like waving him down. Yeah. Okay. Hoping to get some kind of update about what's going on on the other island. Great. Okay. Yeah. You're expecting that maybe it's one of your coworkers, maybe it's someone to come to tell you what's happening to your coworkers, because they're, as far as you can tell, still not here. They should probably be here by now. Yeah, right. There, it's only like a two-hour flight, yeah. and I mean, at least the, at the very least, they could they could plop them in the bar like they've done with me. Yeah. Okay. So you you're kind of heading down towards the beach towards this guy, and he looks up at you, pauses, and you register a faint sense of disbelief on his face, and then he reaches back down into his dinghy for something. What are you doing? I'm gonna pause, and like look around and and just yell out like, "Are you are you with corporate? Anything I can help out with? We're kind of alone out here." Yeah, yeah, you are now. No, I'm not with corporate. I'm not a very corporate kind of a guy. And as you're getting that little bit closer, you can see that his suit is, it's not just worn, it's tattered. It looks like he's been sleeping in this suit for up to a year. It is stained, uh, it's torn, and he is reaching down into his little dinghy, and he brings out a machete. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, never mind. Uh, mis- misunderstanding. Uh, I'm gonna go talk to. Uh, I'll I'll go find you the people that you need to speak to. Uh, have a great. And I'm gonna uh turn just turn tail and like run. Great. Okay. Um, can you remind me of your character's name? Sure. Uh, Matt. Matt Trabolo. Matt. Uh, he says, "Oh no, Mr. Trabolo. I assure you, I am very much here to talk to you." We've got a long chat to have you and me. What do you do? Um, so you're you're running back to the hotel, yeah? Or do, or does that change what you're planning on doing? I think that changes, and I like pause, and I kind of flip, or I I try to I flip the uh, the champagne bottle in my hand, so I'm kind of holding it like a club, but also just sort of holding the neck of it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of pause, and like my pot just very stiff. Okay, um, I don't want any trouble. Obviously, you're here for me, and I, I want to speak with you. If, if if there's something you want, I I don't I don't have any. You know, all of my travelers' checks are are in my my, my bungalow. So, do you think I'm here to steal from you? Is that what you think? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm I'm not here to steal from you, Matthew. I'm not a thief. You're the thief. You and everyone like you. 
What do you do? Uh, I, I, I think at this moment, I, I, I stop for a second and I, I am like, oh, and that's when I kind of, I think I, I think I'm going to throw the champagne bottle and then book it and run. Nice. Okay, so you are using the champagne bottle to cover your escape. Uh, this sounds yes. like a. This sounds like a. It's going to be a tense roll, but if you want, you can add an extra die for the champagne yep. bottle. If you reveal a, sh- a scar about a champagne bottle somehow, uh, I, I can do that. Actually, I think we. Um, I think I'm holding it, and I, I go to throw it, and the, we zoom in on the neck of the champagne bottle on the cork, mm-hmm. and it, and it kind of fades into a hand kind of opening the bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's an office party, like celebrating, uh, celebrating Gecko or celebrating another company, like another thing, another like stockbroking firm, the mm-hmm. closing a huge deal. What was the name of that firm? That firm was uh, was Johannes and Crawford and uh, Johannes and Crawford Partners. Lovely, thank you. Uh, it is, uh, Johannes and Crawford is celebrating a huge signing, and we pan over. And in in like a back boardroom is two people uh, sitting with Matt. Matt, uh, his back is to the camera, and we just see it through a window, and they're just quietly talking. And one slides a folder over, and Matt's shoulders slump, and like he quietly looks around, and goes and like a security guard walks up to him and. He's not even given a chance to, like, take out his things. He's just kind of quietly walked out while everyone else is celebrating this, like, wonderful big oh, event. Oh, that's so sad. Um, but it does get you an extra die, so that's good. Uh, so you yep. now have two dice. Uh, you can push yourself if you want. Uh, so that, that revealing that scar raises your anxiety by one. If you want to push yourself and get the three dice, mm-hmm. uh, you can um, raise your anxiety by another two to get that. So that would be three in total. I will do exactly that. So that puts my anxiety up to three. I'm rolling mm-hmm. three dice. That's a two, a two, and a five. Two, a two, and a five. So that is a five overall. Uh, so mm-hmm. you as- achieve what you set out to do, but suffer a consequence, or the GM can take a point of dread. I am at this point just going to take the dread, and I'm going to let that build up slightly. So mm-hmm. you are you rushing back to the pool? Are you rushing to the hotel? Which way are you going? I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm running back towards, uh, I think I'm running towards the hotel, even though they've kind of told me to stay clear mm-hmm. of the hotel. I'm just, like, booking it because I need to find some sort of yeah, security. Absolutely. Okay, so you rush back to the hotel, and you achieve what you set out to do. So you're going to get there, and you are out of sight of the guy who's coming up the coming up the beach towards you. And he doesn't seem to be, like, particularly interested in chasing you quickly, Um when you think about that, when you think about why he's not chasing you quickly, mm-hmm. it kind of makes your stomach sink because you realize that you are, there's nowhere for you to run effectively. You're on a small island. Uh, it's probably no more than, you know, like a couple of miles wide atop at, at, at like a peak width. Um, so there's, is that too small? No, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so there's nowhere for you to run effectively. And that's kind of even worse that he's let you get away because he knows he can catch up with you. Ugh, that's awful. so he so you're at the door what do you do when you get to the door because the door the doors are locked uh i just start pounding mm-hmm. on it yeah i just start pounding on it like waving my arms and pounding on it hoping to get like the attention of 
somebody, even if it's security, to tell me to go back to mm -hmm. my little area. I just want to get someone. Okay. Attention. Now, if you want to introduce a side character, uh, by default, the only characters in a game of Quietus are the main characters. Uh, so Matt, in this case, and mm -hmm. the killer, whoever the killer is, uh, or or whatever okay. the killer is, because you can do like supernatural horror and that sort of thing as well. Um, so if sure. you want to introduce a side character, you have to reveal another scar. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I think I am going to, I kind of love it if I'm just pounding on the door and no yeah, one shows that, that up. Like that well. feels, that feels like exactly the right beat. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. So that happens. No one's there. And then you hear the, the crunching of feet on the sand and the lights in the, in the kind of car park. Would there be a car park? Yeah, yeah, there's gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be, if nothing else, for like service yeah, okay. vehicles, and for the little like sand yes. buggies that like security's gonna drive yeah. around like yeah. patrolling. The lights in the car park go out because they do that. The motion sensor lights go out after a little while, and then you hear those feet getting closer and closer, and then they go back on. So you know he's a maximum of like thirty feet away, but he can't see you. You can't see him either, though. What do you do? Um. If the lights were on in the car park, then, um, well, I can't go back. I was, I was, I could try and find like a buggy, but there's no way that he, that's where he is. I'm going to run back. I'm going to run back to my, my little area. I'm going to run back. I'm going to, I'm going to sneak as carefully as I can back towards like the bungalow area. Try to like cut, a, cut an arc around the opposite direction around the, the hotel to get back to the little to the to the golden daiquiri to try and like maybe I can find like a bottle and break it and 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 stab him. With okay, it. great. Um, so this, given that he's so close, and given that mm -hmm. you are not, you know, you're not a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the the TA called in America? You're not like a a, a weekend national guard kind of a guy. You didn't even go to the Boy Scouts, right? Um, so you don't have yeah. any real experience of, of sneaking about like that. So I'm going to call this a, a desperate role at this point, uh, because I think in, okay. in the imaginary yeah. movie that we're having, we can see both of you, but you can't see each other because it's kind of like a wide shot. Mm -hmm. and We know that he's getting closer and closer to you. So yeah, in yeah. terms of the rules for a desperate role, it's still exactly the same levels of achievement. It's a, a six is a success, a four to five is a mixed success, and a one to three is a failure. However, the consequences are much worse if you fail or get a mixed success. Right. I've got my mm -hmm. one. Definitely going to push myself and take mm -hmm. that second. And... So that is putting you... I don't think I'm going to reveal a scar. I don't think I have a good scar. Actually, I think I do have a oh, scar okay, cool. I could reveal. Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, the scar I reveal is um, as I'm walking like through this sort of uh, like the val kind of the valet parking or the baggage check area. That's kind of this over like hooded overpass in front of these mm -hmm. front doors. We get like we 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 pan the camera does another one of these pan over and it pans to the front door and they seem to open but it opens to a different oh, hotel, awesome. an office yeah. party, and we see what we see in the office party. This is this is the gec this is gecko mm -hmm. right. So everybody is very mm -hmm. techy, and what we see is um, going back to that idea that like I don't mm -hmm. fit in. 
everybody is laughing and everybody's talking and people are walking by and there's just this long shot of Matt kind of looking around, drink in his hand, shaking it ever slightly and just being like, no, and like everybody is just sort of, and and there and it's almost this feeling of he's you would almost not think he was there and and it's sort of you get the sense that that he is just quiet okay. and just sort of is there is just there to fill up space and it feels like this might actually be a time when being quiet and just there to fill space might be exactly, exactly. what he needs okay great i think because you are making you're making more direct plans of trying to either mm -hmm. get away from whoever this is or find some way of combating them. So if mm -hmm. you get a success or a mixed success on this roll, that is going to raise your hope by one. Uh, now, hope okay. quietus is a score which uh, is, if you're playing with two players, because it's a one or two player game plus a GM, mm -hmm. uh, then it's shared between you. If you're playing by yourself, then it's just you have it yourself. And... Once you get to five, hope, you escape or kill the killer mm -hmm. or whatever makes sense in the fiction. However, on the flip side of hope, you also have despair, which is something that you get as the result of failed rolls or dread. If you get to five mm -hmm. dread, then your character is dead. That rhymed, which made it sound a little bit I silly. I love it. That's... <laughs> but it is a good way of remembering it. No, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. That's perfect. I oh, my God. I, I, love, I love success and fail and tracks in role-playing games. So I'm like, Excellent. I love this. And, and the, the right. thing about Dread is it's not hit points, so you can be perfectly fine up right. until that fifth one, at which point it's over for you. Yeah. That's a one. That's a two. That's just that... And that's a three. Okay, so even with three dice, uh, even with the three dice, uh, we've got a failure there. So you don't achieve what you set out to do, suffer a severe consequence, and you raise your despair track by one. Um, so what I am going to do there, I can take, instead of the severe consequence, I can take two dread. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to raise my dread to four, and for four dread, I can raise your despair. So I'm going to raise you to spare mm. twice there. So okay. can you describe to me how you're attempting to to sneak across this court and avoid avoid this guy who seems to know your name and um, you don't remember? I'm just sort of, like, creeping as best I can and just sort of, like, staying low, kind of moving among bushes and big giant potted plant displays and trying to move slowly and carefully as I try and like navigate around this area. Okay. Uh, so you're kind of, uh, you're moving as slowly and carefully as you can. And you think you're doing this great job at it. You keep looking back mm -hmm. down at the beach uh, and there doesn't seem to be anyone following you or anything like that. Uh, you might even make it out of this. And then you turn and you turn around the corner and he's standing right there in front of you, and he's cut you off. Frick, that's good. That 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 got that got me. Like I knew it was. That was one of those good horror. Like I knew it was coming, but it was good. <laughs> like you're, you're like you're like yep, he's gonna be right around the cup. There he is. God yeah, you never walk backwards in a horror film. It's it's a terrible <sighs> idea. Um, and when you are up close to him, you can see him in. In full detail, he is pretty filthy. 
um, and he's really thin. It looks like he hasn't been eating properly in ages, and it looks like he's just been saving. That you don't know how long he's been in that little dinghy, um, mm-hmm. and the his clothes are filthy, and he there is a there's a stench coming off of him, and you can also see that there is some blood uh, on mm-hmm. him. Matthew, you said you wanted to talk to me, and he grabs your shoulder and pushes you up against the wall, and yet here you are, running away, just like you ran away from the mess you left, just like all well, those emails, all well, those voicemails, you want to talk to me? Why does your secretary keep telling me you're out? Why do you never respond? I'll tell you fucking why. Because you know. You know this is your fault. Do you recognise the guy at all? I think I... I think, like, almost. I think it's one of those I've Mm -hmm. seen you in a hall faces. There's one of those moments of, like... I couldn't put a I couldn't put a name to it, but I'm sh- but like we probably get like a close up as like I'm up against the wall, a close up, and I'm like, but are you? I don't I I I admit you know and like I think if you know I think in 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 better circumstances I might have been able to put a context yeah. to it, but right now I think at best I'm like I, I'm sorry I I'm sure that. I'm sure there's an understanding. Do you Are mean you... to say Are... you don't know who I am? You forgot me. This is just this is just typical you. And he starts like pacing around, uh, kind of ranting, uh, and it's it's kind of it becomes more emphatic. And he's waving this uh, machete around, and he doesn't seem to be waving it around in a way that's meant to be threatening. It's just that he's kind of gesticulating and has almost forgotten that he's holding a machete. This is just such typical you. You don't care. You don't think about anything. You never... You're just living from moment to moment. You're like a goddamn cat as long as someone feeds you, as long as you're warm. Fuck everybody else, right? I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff. I, I should have checked. C- can I swear on this podcast? That's right, isn't it? That's how you do business. <laughs> and I'm, I'm listening to this and, like... I'm hearing, you know, I hear you're like a cat and like, I just, I start getting mad. Right. And I just like, I'm just going to rush him. I'm just going to tackle him and try to take the machete out of his hands. Oh good. Okay. Go for and it. And I think absolutely a desperate role. This is absolutely desperate. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to push myself and I'm definitely, uh, there's a flashback. I think, uh, is it okay if I add some, some backstory to this man or do absolutely, you have that yeah. kind of sketch? No, no I, I've got, okay, I've good. got a sketch, but yeah, you go for it. Okay, um, good. I'm just going to point out that will push your anxiety to nine, which means you are next door to panicking. Then I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with the just with the with the two dice, okay, and I good. think like actually I think rather I think rather than push myself I will reveal the scar to okay, to, cool. to up it by one instead of two because I think the scar I think is good and important to reveal and it is like cutting back to to uh, did I say Crawford was that the second name Jameson and Crawford I think it was Johannesburg and Crawford. Johannesburg. Yes, it was Johannesburg and Crawford. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Johannesburg and Crawford. We cut back to to J and C, mm-hmm. and um, now we see we see uh, we kind of see Matt in his element, mm-hmm. and um, he sucks real bad. <laughs> like he's telling <laughs> the story, and like I think um, I think what we see 
is like we're t- he's telling this story as as he's ranting we just get like a seer it's not one long flashback it's a series of short flashbacks mm-hmm. basically revealing that this man is entirely kind of correct mm-hmm. like we see him telling a story and he like knocks this guy's drink and spills it mm-hmm. and does and matt doesn't and we see like we follow matt and we don't even see him acknowledge it mm-hmm. or we see him like um we see him like you know uh hand off like just drop a file like a file of like a file a file of papers on a desk and matt just walks off and we see the clock briefly and it's like 4 40 yeah okay yeah, yeah and it's just like a series of like it's it's not one thing it's just it is a series of dick moves against this guy yeah okay. against that all happen to be against this one person yeah yeah okay great and uh, and a rule that I forgot earlier, um, you might mm-hmm. want to edit this and put it back in when we first introduce an element. Sure. So when you introduce an element or a side character via a scar, they stay around, which is why sure. they are... Yeah, you, you can get multiple uses out of them, basically. Okay. Whereas pushing yourself that gives makes you sense. that instant... Uh, just that instant gratification kind of immediate extra die with no real justification for for why it's there other than you are pushing yourself in the fiction okay so let's do that uh let's do that desperate bowl okay that is a one and a six that's so a one and a six good, okay, good cool. for that second dice it is yeah absolutely um so much like a feral cat uh matt actually has surprisingly good reflexes and mm-hmm. he you barrel forward at this guy uh, who wasn't really paying attention for a second because he was just kind of gone into a rant and uh, slam his hand up against the wall and he drops the machete altogether. What do you do? Uh, I think I go and pick up the machete and like I almost start ranting a little bit as I like, I, I take a moment to kind of be like, like a cat my ass. I'm like, you don't, you don't know me. If you if you were anybody that I would that would would have been worth trying to kill me, I'd have recognized your face, and I don't. So I should probably run, and I, I <laughs> and I book it back towards the uh, towards my bungalow, like my bungalow area. Okay, cool. Um, I should have said earlier that role would have raised your hope by one. So I've raised your hope by one Perfect. because that was a success. Uh, so you are heading back to the bungalow area. Um, mm-hmm. You've got the machete now. He's kind of on his um, on the back for a little bit. I say this is going to be a tense roll to see if you get back there. Okay. Um, I'm gonna stick with the one dice. Cause yeah, you're on seven think... anxiety, which is getting quite high. Yeah, I don't think I want to up this. Should have upped it. That was a two. That was a two. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so you can either take a severe consequence. Or mm-hmm. you can raise your despair by one. Let's raise despair. Okay, cool. And your despair for the people listening, just as a reminder, is the basically it's the the lose track. And as much as you can mm-hmm. lose in a role playing game, it's the the point where if you get to that five despair, which we're only two away from now, uh, mm-hmm. Matt is done for. Okay, so yep. you get back to so you get to the you get to your bungalow. And when you get there, you realize that you've left your key back at the bar. And so you get there and the door is locked. 
that uh, glass fronted door it's not you know very secure you could probably smash it but you've never smashed a, a door on purpose before you don't know how to do that you don't know if you're going to injure yourself what do you do um i think i i'm gonna smash that door okay I think I'm going to, like, try and grab one, either a trash can or a potted plant and just, like, throw it into the door. Okay. Throwing trash around seems appropriate, because that's kind of what yeah. your character does. Um, yeah. Okay, that is going to be a desperate roll. This is not something you normally do. Yep. Uh, and as you're doing it, you can see that the guy, looking really pissed, is actually running towards you. So you can have to do this, and you can have to do it quick. Um, so you've got your one die. Um, mm-hmm. You can't really bring in um, your stealthiness, your sort of, like, accidental invisibility. Um, And the other element that you've brought in is that you are kind of cat-like in both good and Mm -hmm. bad ways. So if you can bring that in at all, you can get an extra die. Um... I don't think so. I think I'm going to stick with the one die. Stick with the one die. Okay. Let's go for it. Six. It's a six. Great. Okay. So you Perfect. you pick up that trash can and just describe what happens next. I just like I see that and I almost trip and I just sort of like as I'm kind of stumbling a little bit, the trash can leaves and just sails clean through that door mm-hmm. and I'm able to kind of like recover just in time to kind of run through the door. Okay. And like there's broken glass kind of scattered everywhere. So yeah, I run in and I like I the the uh, it sails through. There's broken glass everywhere. I kind of scramble through the door, and like I, I grab just everything. Like I grab my little duffel bag of my stuff, and I, you know, I grab. I think I grab. I think I, here's what I do. I take a, like one of my dress shirts and I rip off the sleeve and I wrap up my hand and I grab like a chunk of broken glass. Oh, nasty. Just to, like, hold on to it, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna die on some miserable little resort by some asshole who thinks that I didn't respond to his emails. People don't respond to my emails all the time, but, like, I don't, I don't go around murdering people, so, okay, alright. I just have to, you know, injure him? Can I injure somebody? I have to. I'm, it's okay. Yeah, I just got to stab him real quick and then run. I can make it to the docks, get a boat, and get out of here, right? Easy. Okay. And so I kind of, like, lie in wait, ready to, like, run at him and do, like, a quick stab. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's kind of, that was all in your character's head, whilst uh, what we yeah. see is him kind of standing there behind the door, just waiting, breathing yeah. heavily with that glass in his hand, and we can hear that... Because kind of like uh, there's the outside is covered in this kind of pink gravel um, mm-hmm. that's made it, that makes up the paths between the the bungalows and the and the bar. So you can hear this guy coming up the gravel towards you. And I, I think I think the way it's shot is like um, we 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 get shots of him coming closer, and we get this long shot of we get this long shot of. Um, Excuse me, of Matt hiding. Yeah. And yeah. we get the shot, and behind him 
almost like an angel and a shoulder, almost like an angel and a devil on a shoulder motif. We mm-hmm. see uh, Johannesburg and Crawford Matt, in his like tailored suit, and he's just he's the one being like, you just got to stab him and you got to run. And then we see uh, Gecko Matt, who is like ruffled suit, you know, slouching shoulders, like I can't hurt anybody. I just I don't know. And we just and and we see the full scope of like. You know, the fact that he he's in this place where he's been knocked down a peg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe this is his way to get it back. So I, I imagine yeah. uh, whilst this isn't my worldview, he's the kind of guy who would think that violently overcoming someone was kind of like alpha behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely like, that's definitely, he's definitely like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta man up. And you got to take this guy down. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't think I have it in me, honestly. Like, I just, I don't know. And it's, and, and he's very much trying to like figure out where he fits into this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so. That sucks. I hate him. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, okay. So you hear the guy get close and you're just kind of psyching yourself up to, to kind of run out and stab him. Mm-hmm. And there you then you hear him pause. And you hear him walk back a couple of steps. And then the footsteps go because he's walked off of the path onto just like the the earth that's there. What do you do? Onto maybe some of the flower beds actually in between the paths. I'm gonna you know, gear up I'm listening, and I listen, as soon as I hear them kind of go onto that flower path, I think that's when I kind of book it out the door, and I just start swinging, right? Like, I'm just, you know, okay, not cool. really thinking through clearly, but I'm just throwing swings of broken glass and machete and just flailing. Oh, yeah, because you... Did you pick up... Oh, machete? no, I dropped the machete to pick up the trash can, yeah, so I'm just flailing with a, with a chunk of broken glass. Okay. Um... And if you want to add that broken glass in as an element, you're going to have to reveal a scar to do so. I, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. And I think it's it's that we come out of a meeting. Like, I run through the door, and, like, the, the, the door frame is the exact side of the frame. I run through it, and we see me kind of stumble into a meeting at Gecko, where, like, we just get a quick shot of like three different like getting chewed out meetings, mm-hmm. and then in and then we intersperse a shot of just like slamming on bathroom stalls and like having this like angry like fit in a bathroom yeah. of like getting yelled at and mis and like tree and like chewed out and like they don't understand me, I'm- and so I'm flailing, I'm flailing, I'm flailing. And maybe you, you, um, you even trying to be that alpha guy. You, you punch mm-hmm. the mirror in your anger, and that's when we get the the shard of the mirror going down into the, uh, mm-hmm. into the sink with some of your blood on it as well. Because punching a mirror yep. is a horrible idea. Oh, yeah, it's a it's terrible idea. And we probably get like it's probably a little bit of a tension breaker because we get that shot of him like ah ow 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 ow. Yeah. Uh, okay, and we then cut back to you. Yep. Just barreling towards this guy and trying to stab him. That is very much going to be a desperate roll. Yep. That is a five and a two. That's a five and a two. Okay, so on a five, um, so you achieve what you set out to do, but you either suffer a severe consequence or you can raise your despair by one. Which do you want to do? Uh, you know what? Let's just, let's let's lean into this. I feel like this is sort of the, 
make or break moment. Let's put that despair up to four. Okay. So that despair is a four, but your hope goes up to three. All right. Because you do indeed. Uh, well, describe what happens. Describe how Matt takes. I think I've come out flailing mm-hmm. and he gets the jump on me. I think is is the conse- is also the kind of the consequence that mm-hmm. happens. Like I come out flailing, but he has sort of positioned himself against the uh against the the wall and sort of grabs me and sort of slams me down and twists my arm and like puts me in a little bit of an arm like a like a sloppy arm bar. Mm-hmm. You know, the fight scene in this movie is very well constructed because it doesn't look pretty. Like yeah. a lot of like the movies will make their fight scenes look pretty, but this is an ugly looking fight. Yes. So like it's an awkward half arm bar mm-hmm. and like I drop the dice but then I turn and just like you know, half slap, half punch him in the face, and, like, his face goes bloody, and we're both just, like, flailing at each other, and just, like, I just, you know, going going hog wild on each other uh-huh. in this very ugly-looking fight scene. Yeah, because as, as, as angry as this guy seems with you, he is also not a fighter, not by trade. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, just, he's just this guy. And, yeah, so you are... You're you're barreling back and forth, throwing each other into into the walls, into the trash cans, and then he walks up to you and he starts trying to strangle you, uh, and that is terrifying because you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. You yep, and no one. If you're fighting with someone and you're throwing punches at each other, yeah, that can kill you. That can go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not necessarily that it's just it's an act of violence whereas when someone strangles you they're trying to kill yeah. you yeah 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 and this is the first time in your life that someone has or is this the first time in your life that someone has directly tried to kill you i think this is i've had people angry at me before mm-hmm. i'm used to you know i've coming from i'm coming from wall street like i'm used to having people angry at me mm-hmm. But like, I, never this. This is yeah. This is this is putting into perspective that like all of that kind of puffing my chest be the alpha is mm-hmm. like meaningless. Like this is putting into perspective that like, oh no, I'm a hundred percent on. I'm a hundred percent out. And I think what I do is just be like, who are you? What is your name? And I'm just trying to like. In that, in what might be my last moment, like figure out exactly who this is, and maybe at least understand why this is happening. And but you did get that. You got a mixed success. It didn't. It wasn't a complete failure. So as you say that, uh, who are you? What is your name? You see him look actually kind of hurt for a second. Uh, he looks genuinely hurt, and he says, "You really don't remember, do you?" And Matt, as we've established, is a terrible person. So Mm -hmm. instead of taking that moment to connect with him, you take that moment to stab him Mm -hmm. with the glass. And it's the first time that you've stabbed someone, definitely. And you you feel it go in. And it's this weird sensation because there's there's a resistance when you first hit. And -hmm. then you feel that puncture. And uh, I'm fully be prepared to be X-carded at any point, by the way. I should have set that up in front. Mm-hmm. You feel that puncture. And you feel the warmth of the blood all over your hand. And then you feel the the blade hit something hard. And you realize that you're, you're hitting a rib. You've actually gone through and you're scraping mm-hmm. bone. 
And he he steps back. And he looks he looks down at it. And he says, "Yeah, that's this is perfect. Obviously, this is always the way it was going to end. You can't fight the man, can you, Matt? Just tell me who you are, and we can get you help. You can't. You can't get me help. My name is." Stephen Green. And you were my hero. I... When I joined Johansson and Crawford, you were the person. You find one person that seems to be doing well, and you emulate them. It's like my dad said. You look around, and you try and find the asshole. And if you can't find the asshole, it's you. Well, I just saw brilliant people there, which means I was the asshole there, wasn't I? And that's how you treated me. And then when your decisions tanked the company, you ran off to some fucking Silicon Valley hipster Google shit. And what do I get? Nothing. No severance. Now no home. And here you are, you've stabbed me once more. Just not in the back this time. You're a son of a bitch, Matthew. What do you do? I I, I step back and, like, I look at the blood on my hands and I'm just... I, I didn't... I didn't tank the company. They fired... They laid me off two years before... Six... Fuck, how long was... I I didn't do that. I was... I was part of those layoffs. That wasn't my call. Not your call, but your fault. You ever seen a train of dominoes? You're just the little finger... Push that first domino. First bad decision. Then everything they did from that point on was covering for you. No, that's not... That's... You're, you're wrong. No, I was... They... And he screams at you. Don't lie to me! And I think I... I, I, I fall back and, like, my hand rests on that machete. And I'm like, no, I was... I was... I did everything right. I was... I was... They screwed me. I was the person that was wronged. I... I was the... You were the person that's wronged. I, and yet here you are. You've got a hotel to yourself. You, what Did you book it out yourself? And he coughs and he coughs up a little blood. Do you know where I've been sleeping? I've been sleeping in my fucking car. And it's not a good car these days, Matt. It is not a good car. And he's grabs the glass that's uh, in his gut and he pulls it out, kind of winces as he does say. I don't think I'm getting off this island. But I'll be damned if you do too. 
And I just, I, I grab the machete and I just, like, scramble barely to my feet and I just try to bring it down, like, into his shoulder, his neck, his jugular, somewhere that's gonna hurt. Okay, let's go for a desperate bowl. Yep, and I'm definitely pushing myself into into a panic yep. here, like, yep. undeniably. Okay, so let's just take a little uh, moment to remind the, the audience of that rule, so... Um, yep. You've now hit 10 panic, uh, which means that every roll from now on that you make is going to be both in the fiction and mechanically desperate. Mm-hmm. I got a three and a five. You're a three and a five. Okay, so that is a five is your highest, uh, which mm-hmm. means that you achieve what you set out to do, but you suffer a severe consequence or you raise your despair by one. Now, if you raise your despair... I'm going to up my... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you raise your despair by one at this point, then you are dead, which is a call you can make. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there's a, a very clear consequence that could happen at this point. Uh, yeah, I think I get stabbed, yeah. and it's so much worse than I could have imagined. Yeah. And I just... I think that's the, the thing. And I just, you, like... Oh, sorry, carry on. No, please. Uh, you, you rush at each other at both the same time, so he yeah. grabs that out of his gut. Um, and you go for the machete, and then you just both go for it and both stab each other. Yep. And as you say, it's so horrible. It is the worst pain that you've ever felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the worst thing that Matt had felt up until this point? Appendicitis. Okay. I just shy of burst. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, but like, he got it, but it, like, that was it. Like, uh, he's had, like, other than, like, we probably, like, he, like, you know, we, we've, we've seen a few shots of, like, because he, I picture a lot of this has been in him, him in like kind of an open, you know, long or short sleeve button up with the flat, like with the floral print, mm-hmm. kind of a like an appendectomy scar, and that's pretty much the worst. But like this is so much infinitely worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes low, and it does go straight into. I think I've got my biology right there, haven't I? It kind of goes in mm-hmm. and opens yep. up that scar. Oh, that's gruesome. Um, oh, I hate that. Where do you stab him? Uh, I think I bring it down and it embeds kind of in like the sort of meaty part of the shoulder, mm-hmm. like and it kind of like ch- like chips into the 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 collarbone, mm-hmm. like and it gets lodged in there, and I kind of lose like the grip on it, both because like it lands and it can't, it's no longer budging, and also because my hands immediately like I am just cur- blood curdling scream. Yeah, you are in the most pain you've ever been in. Okay, so mm-hmm. stat-wise, you're now at anxiety 10, which means that you are mm-hmm. panicking. Um, you are also at despair 4 and hope 4, which means that it's all going to come down to one last roll, which actually is yep. surprisingly common. It's just kind of the way that the pacing works, is that there is usually one last very crucial roll. Uh, I love that. that. And that's that's this is like that's dope, and this is dope. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you're panicking. Uh, your. Mm-hmm. Do you back off from each other after stabbing each other, or do you kind of end up in a kind of like I, th- you know that that kind of um, when you see a boxing match and they've punched each other a few times and then they're kind of like almost hugging. Mm-hmm. I think we're in. Ex- I think we're in that pose for a moment, and then I like push him to the ground, and now I'm strangling him. Oh God. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, that is 100% a desperate roll, because it has to be. Yep. Uh, and this will raise your hopes. So if you um, if you make this, you are going to strangle him, which is not mm-hmm. 
it's not nice. It's not nice at all. But no, that is not nice. But it is going to raise your hope. So let's have that. Uh, are you? You can't push yourself anymore because your anxiety is already maxed. Yep. Um, you could potentially bring in a scar, or you could just roll with that one die. Let's bring in a scar. Let's bring in a scar of. Now this would have to be a scar related to strangling someone, so that could get very dark. I. So if I bring in, let me ask you this: hmm. um, If I bring in a scar that actually shows that yes, he did a hundred percent doom that comp, like shortchange that company, and he was a hundred percent justified, like all of this, would that be sufficient, or does it have to be kind of strangling specific? Um, normally, it would have to be strangling specific, but I, I like the, the realization mm-hmm. that. Actually, it's the other way around, and you are fully the bad guy of this, and he is in is in some way the hero. A very, a very much mm-hmm. an anti-hero, but yeah, I think we can go with that. Okay, then yeah, I think we get a shot. I think he's strangling, and like, I think that, you know, he's strangling, and we get these, it's the same kind of glimpses we got earlier, where it was kind of him being, like, cocky. Mm-hmm. We, get, we get shots of him in a boardroom being like, we just trade on their, we just trade on their pensions it's fine like we're like we'll get the money back in the long term we just you know we bet on we bet on us we bet on our company mm-hmm. you know and we we get we get a lot of shots of him basically putting policies in places to screw the employees yeah. of johannes and crawford and also you know him talking up a lot of like risky ventures and being like you know risk risk big win big like we're gonna make this bit we're gonna make this company huge and like yeah, it was a hundred percent, and that's a six one. Yep, that's a six that's, and a one. Okay. Yep. So that's a six. So that raises your hope to five, and mm-hmm. I think we do this entirely on Matt's face as he reaches down, and much as he choked the life out of the company. He chokes the life out of Stephen, and we just do it entirely on his face, where Mm -hmm. you see him full of fury. And then, just after a little while, he stops, and he looks down. And then what happens? I think what happens then is... There's a moment, like, he's doing this, and... It's, it's like you said it's just on his face right we're getting flashes mm-hmm. of all of this and it's just on his face and his shoulders and like he's and like finally it gives and his shoulders slag and i think the most horrific thing of all is there's a look of serenity on his face mm-hmm. right there's a look of like oh and that's the moment when flashlights hit the side of matt's face mm-hmm. and we hear like shuffling of like we hear people we hear like in the distance, people, like, voicing concern, like, is, there, is everything okay? Like, what's going on? And, like, but, like, those those lights are all, like, illuminate the side of his face. And he doesn't react. And he's just calm. He's just perfectly serene. And he breathes and sighs as the lights sort of further illuminate his face. And that's sort of the closing shot. Fabulous. Oh, that was great. Thank you very much, Jeff. Fuck. <laughs> it's a dark game. It is a dark, dark It's a dark game. game, but it's real good. Thank you and very like, much. And like, God. And like you said, like, I, 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 
I knew I was playing an asshole, but like the slow realization that like, oh, I think this might be like, I think he might be the villain. Yeah. Was like real good. Like that was good. Yeah, I enjoyed. It was dark, but it was good. I enjoyed that a lot. Great. Uh, how do we close uh, up? Uh, well, thank you for coming on the show. This was a blast. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed GMing this game, and that was <laughs> that was an excellent session. Thank you. You did brilliantly. Thank you. Um, so real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you, uh, your work, and the Kickstarter for Quietus Online? Okay. Um, I am mostly on Twitter. Uh, I'm O Jeffrey on there, so it's O J E F F E R Y, uh, which is and the the tag name, uh, the Twitter name is Sinister Beard, um, because of my my very goth beard that I have. Um, and the uh, if you just search for Quietus on Kickstarter, uh, it should be there. It is launching June first, uh, and once I've got a URL, we can we'll put that in the show notes. Yep. Yep, this will this will be live when the Kickstarter. This will be live after the Kickstarter launches, so we will have. You can go in the show notes, back the Kickstarter, make it a reality. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan of this game because that was very very cool. Um, thank you. And yeah, thank you for doing the show. This was awesome. It was great. Thank you for having and, me. Uh, and now I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Just take future, a future Jeff. me. Thanks, past me, and thanks again to Ollie for coming onto the show. That game was, I was intense, but it was really good. I really, really dug it. I liked playing it. I liked listening to it. I'm really happy with it. Be sure to check out Quietus on Kickstarter. It is fully funded. It is burning through stretch goals. It looks like it is such a cool, interesting game that plays off of a genre that I haven't seen represented in a lot of other places, and it plays off of that genre really beautifully. Click the link in the show notes, help make the game a reality. I think you're super going to dig it, and I think you're super going to want the copy for yourself. Also, be sure to follow Ollie on Twitter at OJeffrey, that is Jeffrey spelled with an E-R-Y. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, giving us a shout-out on social media, or just telling a friend about the show. Those are the most effective ways to help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things, like live shows, like the one that we've got coming up on July 20th at Tattooed Moms at 5.30 p.m. That's going to be a lot of fun. If you'd like to support the podcasting work that I do, as well as game design, community support, all of that cool stuff, the best way to do that is by, is by buying me a coffee on coffee. Go to ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. Buy me a coffee, throw me a few dollars, it is the most effective way to help cover hosting fees, equipment costs, all that kind of stuff, as well as just let me have kind of money on hand to pay for games, art, and, you know, help with new projects, all that kind of stuff. And I always appreciate that. If you like this show and thought, man, I just wish I could listen to Jeff talk for another 45 minutes to an hour, boy do I have a podcast you're gonna love. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. You can find new episodes every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Ran, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming onto the show, shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance, and as always, party on, everybody. <laughs>